0: Hello and welcome to the Super Bowl Sunday edition of the first Coast to Coast Pick 5 Bet. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, back with you once again and joined once again by the man coming to you not from the planet Texas, but up in uh, Saratoga Springs, presumably from the sauna. He is Jonathan Kinchin. What's up, JK?
1: I am in the sauna. It's warm in here. (laughs) I'm sweating, but it's... uh... It's nice. Feels good. That, that old does it have
0: benefits? Is it, is it more of a relaxation thing? Tell me. I, I'm not really like I used to love doing. Uh, I used to love doing the steam room back when I was a, a health club member working in midtown Manhattan. Uh, but but I wasn't sure. Like, is it something like Does is your trainer tell you to do this or is this just it's something you enjoy? Yeah, no, there's, there's, uh, you know, you can Google it,
1: like infrared, I mean, I don't want butch, to butcher it, but infrared saunas and, and saunas in general have a ton of health benefits. I think just from the base level of, of science that even our brains can understand is when your body gets, when you, when you get ill and you get sick, your temperature, you get a temperature because your body creates heat, you know, you create heat in your body to kill germs and bacteria That's that are causing you illness. Well, this basically is like, you're just doing that daily anyway, so it, it, it. True it kind of cleans that stuff really helps a lot with inflammation. And for someone who's got bad knees and a bad knee and a bad shoulder, uh, that helps a ton. And then it also just kind of feels nice after a couple of old fashions and, and (laughs) fraud Diablo last night at Salivo. Like it feels like it's kind of coming out uh, of my pores (laughs) a little bit, which, which makes me feel a little bit better about it.
0: Well, that's too funny. So, you know, I'm starting to feel the pressure. We haven't hit one of these tickets yet and you would have done it. But for an old friend of yours that came to get you um, now, granted, I think there was a scratch that made it happen. But you did have one leg where you played all but one. And guess which horse won? Mm, that's dirty. <laughs> I didn't. I, that's dirty. Um, to your credit, I think that you were originally leaving out two and then one of the ones you left out scratch. So, you oh, didn't, so that, that one doesn't count. That doesn't count then. Yeah, I think I'll let you in. Uh, I'll let you in off the goalpost to not totally mock you for this. That's but fair. It, it would have paid okay. You had some big prices and you had some b horses that ran huge and and just got nipped at the wire. You were definitely much more on form than I was on Sunday. Hopefully on this Sunday we're going to hit it because this is you know one of the great gambling days in these United States with the Super Bowl and the, all the cross sport props that have uh, come into being in the last few years. I'm excited and. I think I've decided I'm just going to stick with that plan. I believe, you know, I've been playing in this loser pool all year. We have to pick one horse to lose. I think I'm going to pick the Chiefs to lose by the two points and then try to create by the two points and back the Chiefs and have a situation where I can't really lose. And if the Eagles win by three, I win both bets and, and get very happy. I just, and mainly it's because I just don't really have any, anything resembling an opinion on the game. Do you, do you have anything that you like in this Super Bowl?
1: No, I, I need to dig a little deeper to be fair. If I'm, you know, I, look, I, it's such a fun day and exciting day. Uh, I, I look forward to having some action on it. Um, I am leaning towards just right now, If I, I'm i leaning towards trying to find a way to get creative with the under uh, because I just feel like, it, you know, with, with, with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the way that the offense has been humming for the Eagles, that line is going to be inflated. It's going to be baked in with, it, people playing the over, and I think that 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 it'll be a little bit higher than it should, and so I'm going to try to get underneath with it, especially because the Eagles run the ball so much.
0: Um, I like that idea, and I'd say you know, wait because I bet you it'll drive up. It's one of those public bets that I feel like every year gets pushed up um, as you get closer to the kick because people but, are just more inclined to bet the over, you know.
1: But the, the diff, the only the only real issue is you're not really close to a hook. You're at 50 and a half right now, so the. <laughs> 50, you know, if 50 and a a half is tricky because it doesn't, you know, you always obviously work in sevens, 42, 49. You're not really gaining anything if it goes up to 51. I guess the only way you're gaining something at 51 is if you take into account a bunch of field goals from 42, 45, 48, 51. But, but, you know, I'm with you. I just, I wish it was, I wish it was a sexier hook that I'm waiting for uh, on Sunday morning.
0: There's also always the narrative and I mean I think it is proven with data but it's such a small sample size that I doubt it matters much of t- of the team's getting off to a slow start and or being very methodical. So I bet you I bet you that narrative is advanced enough now where you don't see any juice Man. on the first quarter under. And but it's also
1: it- there's that there's that there's 2 weeks of preparation which I always feel like goes in the favor of the defense because when when I started learning football the things that I learned about defense, it's about alignment and assignment and two weeks of preparation helps you with alignment and assignment. And if you can just get lined up and know what you're supposed to do, I think that helps you not have big plays and exotic, you know, and, and, and explosive plays against you, which obviously work against the over and the under. The other thing too, is not that this is like the over the top thing, but just another thing to take into consideration. Halftime is longer. And so I feel like they come out a little bit sluggish, to start, too, because, like, you know, it, you're sitting in there for 30, 40 minutes, it feels like, and rather than the that. 15 that normally
0: happens. It's even less than 15. Normally, I think they've got the halftime in the NFL down to like 11 minutes for the regular season. So it's a significant difference. It's interesting. It's interesting. We'll see. We'll see where that number ends up. If you end up with a stronger lean, let us know on Twitter, JK. You can follow him at UT Big Hair. Follow me at Looms Boldly. Before we get to the Super Bowl, we're going to be diving in to this uh, coast to coast pick five since that reporter ruined the national anthem, uh, bet for us a few years ago, we don't need to worry. We're still about making
1: it. We're still, we, we, uh, Quincy Jones is on it today.
0: Um, <laughs> to find out if you, uh,
1: if you have uh, access to that, uh, wager, uh, you can also shoot us a DM.
0: <laughs> yeah. We won't talk about that. We don't want to be like that. That jerk on Twitter.
1: We will, oh, uh, we'll make yeah the worst my least still favorite worst. friend, least, least favorite person I've ever met in my
0: life. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this pick 5. It starts in race 8 at Gulfstream 337. So this should be perfect. Uh, like the brisket will be coming off the smoker, you know, the 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 the, the, the ribs will be going on. It, it, we're going to be in good shape around 337 and we'll have the we'll have the racing action on in the background. We kick things off with this allowance race going a mile on a turf at, at the Turf at Gulfstream. If I can get my mouth words to work correctly. JK, how do you want to light this candle? Yeah. I'm going to
1: light a lot of them. I, you know, I just just don't have a strong opinion here. And I, and look, if you listen to these shows, you're going to hear me very often in these turf races at Gulfstream, not have strong opinions. Um, there's a couple of reasons why. Um, it, it, they, It's almost like they're designed to be impossible to handicap. They, it's, it, they're so trip dependent because of the configuration of that turf course, because there's such full fields, it, it doesn't always feel like the best horse wins, and my handicapping brain looks for the best horse to win. So a lot of times in these situations, I, I have to, to spread. I'm going to use the Siege of Boston, who uh, I thought ran really well last time. It got a set up into a fast pace. Lord of War, who who's been running well on synthetic, but has some back turf numbers that make him possibilities. Uh, Artemis Bridge. I don't have numbers, so you're going to have to help me out Four, here. Four, five, and six numbers. so
0: far. I've got I got you covered.
1: Uh, Pinner Ash switching to Mike Maker. We know how you, you know, you know how I love him. Switch to Mike Maker. This would be one that I would lean on if you were trying to get skinny in here. I'd like to think this horse will take a nice little step forward uh, with Maker. Saratoga Flash and Call Kurt are the other two that I'm going to need to use in here. I'm going to spread in here. And it's one of those situations where if this was a pick five that wasn't the the coast to coast, I would skip the pick five and just play the pick four.
0: Because I don't
1: have an opinion in the first leg. I would just play the pick four, but because it's the dollar coast to coast and it is a wager that I want to be involved in for all the reasons we've talked about the coast to coast, I have to kind of find a way to get through this first leg.
0: I'm going to put Penarash right on top. You made the case already. Makeron, who often introduces more speed. You've got an aggressive pilot in Sayas, and this horse is among the early leaders potentially on time form anyway, just looking at pace figures. So Penrash makes all the sense in the world. and then I have a goofy one I wanted to mention. JK as a possible long shot. The three split the wickets for the red hot um, Lynch. This is a horse in a race that doesn't have a ton of speed. Maybe a closer who could get invited into the race a little bit. Second time layoff for the, for the hot barn in a race where I could see a lot of things happening. This is a horse that's going to be a very big price that uh, I think could get involved. I'll take a look at some of your others. I was mildly against Siege of Boston just because, as you pointed out, had the great setup, and I feel like last day, and I feel like has the exact opposite of this this day. So we'll see. My main numbers are seven and three. I'll take a look at some of yours and construct some backup tickets for you. I wrote you down seven, four, five, six, and I made the 11 and 12 more as like backups for you just because of shorter prices and posts. But do you want do you want that or do you want me to make them all sort of equal on the A-line?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fine. It, you know, it. it I I would tell people to do, if you're playing this first leg based off of my opinion, then I would, you know, do that if you have stronger opinions elsewhere. But if you, if you, if you love a 20 to one shot later, don't get caught with a B horse on a short price horse. That's drawn wide. You know, Mm -hmm. that makes
0: sense. All right. That does make sense. Let's move out West for this three-year-old maiden special weight event for Phillies going six furlongs on the turf. Big story here is number four, Tina Ella the daughter of Beholder, who has disappointed twice on the dirt. But perhaps the turf will be the key to unlocking her with her being by Warfront. Warfronts run on the dirt, but they're extraordinary on the turf. A uh, Mandela with this one with the two starts in, I put her on top. I just I have to give this horse another try on grass. And then I thought that the two-runner was interesting, Carson Jen, who one of these runners, you just look at the two turf races and you look at the kind of numbers – on time form, she was running in the middle of those races, around the six furlong mark, and they're a lot better than what the final numbers were. That tells me maybe she's one who's going to benefit from this cutback in distance. I wrote it down four and two. I'm open to using more. Who do you have? Well, uh,
1: you know, Foolish is my top pick with Flavian Pratt uh, and Tim actine Broke slow last time, but ran extremely well. And look, I made in 62.5. Like, it's all the same. Those don't really throw me off. It's made in 20s and made in 30s and 40s that, that, that kind of make true. me not feel like these horses can compete against a maiden special weight. Um, so I like Foolish. And then Tina Ella, yeah, I, I want to use, you, you point out the war front, but also there's Beholder. And and some people are probably like, what? Beholder never ran on the grass? Yeah, but her brother did. Yeah, um, And he was pretty damn good. And he's a stallion. And that's Mendelssohn. So it, maybe somewhere in there, there is a little bit of of you know turf and beholder she just was so damn good on the dirt they never found it out uh, i i think this horse is going to be over bet but there's no way in hell i'm going to let the daughter of beholder out of warfront beat me first time turf.
0: yeah i think that's fair enough just those two for you
1: yeah that's it i, I the rest of them you know look uh there's three horses irish rose uh brick of rock and, and and make it snow that and, and, and then Peterson towards the outside with Crimson Sonata and Disruptive Artists. These are all horses that could get upgraded by looking at the workout report. But as far as the horse I've already seen, I don't really need Carson Gin. I'm not knocking your pick. I just didn't really need Irish Patsy from McCarthy. Uh, didn't show a ton of speed and had a nice kind of trip last time. It kind of went backwards. And look, uh, if a Baffert ends up on the turf, they're going to beat me. Yes. Um, they got to prove it to me first. Uh, and, and then, you know, and then we'll go from there. But they got to prove it first.
0: Back to Gulfstream for these three-year-old maiden special weight fillies going a mile on the dirt. J.K., we'll uh, throw this one right back in your court.
1: Yeah, we, if you watched the Saturday show, we talked about these being, you know, the, the, there's a, a mile dirt race. It's like, what if one of these pops up, they're suddenly on the Derby Trail. The same can be said for these. If one of these pops up, they're suddenly on the Kentucky Oaks Trail. Um, I need seduction. Um, I need shade. Uh, For Todd Pletcher seems to be working well. You get Irad, those two that I I need. Obviously, we'll see what happens with the workout report with with Shade for Pletcher, and then you know, and then look. I I hate to do it, but I'm just being. I got to know what's up with Get Your Kicks, Ocean Getaway, or Gate Gateway, excuse me, and and for noon. We'll have to see what's going on with the workout report there with those three horses. You just can't play Gulfstream, South Florida, first time starters. Chad, Todd, Clement, Mott without having some sort of insight in what's going on in the workout report. So uh, seduction I'll definitely use. We know what she is. We saw her performance at at Belmont in October, and I
0: think she could be tough, but I I just got to know a little bit more about the race to give an honest assessment. I was going with one that I just really liked off the tape and maybe you could call me a little bit of a homer because this is a Glen Hill Farm um, homebred and you know Craig Burnick obviously big big friend of ours and, and the show but the seven millennium park I just thought that debut looked just gave the impression of a horse who was maybe figuring things out it would get better with time and distance both of which obviously are in effect today needs to probably show some more speed, but I'm hoping that could happen just logically. And I definitely want super shade, very, very logical. And two of her siblings, one on debut, you know, I love that kind of angle. So, and and the work tab looks solid. So I'm pretty sure um, seven and nine will be my top line. I'd written down the five seduction as a B here, the other Pletcher runner. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously pending workouts, we may include some others. And again, maybe I'll, I'll send out a, a, a tweet uh, about how I end up playing this and you can intuit from that um, who was working well or who we're interested in on that basis alone. Absolutely, we
1: yeah. real you quick. Go
0: absolutely gonna root for
1: this one though, right? This is, uh, like you said, for Bernick, Glenhill farm but compelled which was actually like one of the first horses that like that that burnick had like kind of told me about when i became friendly with him so i watched her throughout her career yep. um and i'm assuming he still owns compelled I, i'd be shocked that he sold her she's one of those kind of heavy duty Glen hill farm pedigrees and and uh, his involvement with Curlin, you know this could be a big one for them if they can get her uh going in the right direction so uh, Do you
0: see weird. it at all? Do you see I don't know if you watch that
1: tape? Oh, but for you, sure. Yeah. I mean, Tom Proctor's a little bit old school, right? He's gonna send him out there, and give him one, especially for someone like Burnick, who when you have an owner who really understands the longevity of this game, like Burnick's not one that needs to win first out, or he's gonna call you the next day and say well, let's drop the <laughs> 50. So I, I think that Proctor can kind of take his time, old school horseman-like, and just kind of give him a start. And then here we go. Let's try to progress forward. So uh, I can absolutely see she's got to get faster. I mean, she was slow last time, but she could definitely improve. Jose sticks.
0: That's true of homebreds generally, I would say. So that's something when you're uh, I will typically bake in a little bit more improvement. I mean, it depends on the specifics of the trainer, but typically bake in more improvement from start one to start two with a homebred as opposed to a, a sales force uh that's just i think that's pretty logical if uh, anybody doesn't get what i mean and wants to chat about it more reach out the other way you can get in touch is through the contact page over on inthemoneypodcast.com which actually goes right to my personal email if you have any questions about any aspect of the show constructive criticism whatever we've got thick skin over here so holler at us let's go back for more maiden special weight action to california race number six We're going a mile on the dirt this time around. And I put I don't get it on top, the number one. thought that was a very strong run on debut with a difficult trip smashing into the gate. This horse has worked well since and is bred to go longer. And then the other runner from a trip handicapping point of view that interested me was number three, Yellow Brick. Uh, Broke poorly, stuck inside. Just looks like one that's supposed to do better here in the third career start for Mandela. So I, I had it one and three, Jonathan, what, what are your numbers in the sixth at Santa? A
1: uh, single, a single B obviously pending some, some, uh, the, the workout for the other Mandela, but I probably won't need that one regardless. I'm going to single a, the one, I don't get it from the inside with Doug O'Neill. Um, you know, you heard Duke talk about Mario not being his favorite rider. Uh, I would second that, but I, when you're down on the inside in a situation like this, a lot of the thinking kind of gets out of it. I think Mario kind of send away from there, sort stretching out, should be able to get position, and I love Doug O'Neill on the stretch out. We saw it with I'll Have Another, uh, and we saw it with Nyquist. His, his horses, the way that he trains them, usually stretching out is no problem for them. So I'll single A, I don't get it. I'll use Yellow Brick as a B horse. Yellow Brick has some good races. But the problem I have is back-to-back slow starts. Yep. And for a horse that's kind of drawn drawn towards the inside, a young horse who's shown the habit of breaking significantly badly in two starts, you have to expect that's going to happen again. I don't think uh, he's fast enough to overcome that, so I'll use him as a single B just in case he breaks clean. But uh, I'd predict he'll break slow again.
0: So you're all about. I don't get it really. Yeah, we're we're basically in lockstep in that race. I, I agree with with all all the points you made, and probably would have a little more uh, one than three. The pay leg is race number 10 at Gulfstream Park. Three-year-old fillies once again. We're in the allowance ranks. We're going a mile on a turf. When it comes to this Super Sunday, first racing cross-country pick five. How are we going to get paid? Well,
1: you know, I'm, I'm not going to be boring and tell you about Breathe Away and Candle, right? I mean, I think both of those are the horses that are the most likely winners. Breathe Away was impressive on debut. Candle ran into who I thought were two of the best two-year-old fillies last year on the turf. Be your best in Chigera uh then she finally got away from them and won she was sprinting but i don't think she'll have a problem going longer city of light she's irish bred uh excuse me uh great britain bred so i don't think she'll have any problems going a little bit further the horse i do want to talk about is american Rocket. yeah now I-, I thought about how i wanted to phrase this but then i thought to myself since bill mott has spinned me twice spun me twice for cart talk <laughs> and he probably wouldn't be the greatest. JK plus one interview. I'm not going to worry about hurting his feelings because I don't think there's any consequence to that. (laughs) Who's gotten surfaces wrong with big horses more than maybe this guy, right? Like, you know, Cigar. And
0: uh, to be fair, Cigar was with Alex Hasinger when he was a three year old running on turf. I'm being, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being being bitter and being bitter and petty. No, but the (laughs) thing is, is
1: is, uh, uh, American Rocket who who shows up uh, that one day at Saratoga and she runs in that off the turf race. I remember uh, like if, if Mott wanted to put her on the grass, I'm, I'm being, I was joking about earlier, except for the spinning part. Um, you know, I thought to myself, if she was supposed to be on the grass, then how is she going to run so well on the dirt? Well, she ran really well on the dirt. And then all of a sudden, everyone thinks she's a dirt horse. Well, I'm going to go back to Bill Mott's original thought that maybe she's a turf horse. She's yeah. American Pharaoh. Um, so, the, you know, we've seen a lot of them run really well on the grass. So maybe this is what she's always wanted to do. She's shown a nice turn of foot. She was very impressive in the maiden special weight race at Saratoga. Um, And so I, I'm going to say that she's going to like the grass. So I'm going to make sure I have her in the mix too. So American Rocket, Candle, and Breathe Away are how I will hope to get paid in this last leg.
0: I like it. I put Candle on top, uh, ran huge in that maiden win, and just looked suited to the mile. And then I. Had the same note with you. I mean, American Rocket was a horse I picked as a long shot in the darn Breeders' Cup juvenile Phillies. Now, obviously, um, the, the, the last race, not good at all. But as you point out, maybe the grass is what this daughter of American Pharaoh needs to show her stuff. I'm not losing to her. I had it 6'5, six, 6'8'5 six, for you, or did you have American Rocket as more of a top pick?
1: Uh, she's going to be a top pick for me, but I'm going to yeah. use the
0: other ones equally, too, though. I, I like Got them as well. We'll call it five, six, and 8. As we uh, get to the end of this super Sunday edition of the show, uh, don't, don't stay in that. You know, th- there's a point of diminishing returns. I think with that sauna, we don't need you like passing out in the middle of one of these shows and make sure you drink plenty of water. Okay.
1: I'm out.
0: I'm, 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 I'm going to
1: probably have some water and then maybe that's too early for an adult beverage. I'm on TV, but I'll power through. I like it. I like
0: it. I get any chance of getting on the Peloton today. No, uh,
1: no, I've been, I, I, uh, we went on a, went to the trainer yesterday. I'm sore as I get
0: out, so gotcha. the peloton you will know, have to wait till tomorrow. Rest day. I've been a beast this month, Jonathan. I've been averaging about ten miles a day and end running uh, and yoga. I'm just I'm in a fitness mode, man. I I uh, I'm I'm within hailing distance of pre-pandemic weight, but you know the last fifteen pounds are always the hardest. But I'm still uh, I'm working at it, man. I'm working at it. All right. I like it. I like it. Yeah, we gotta do another company meeting ride. You had the idea of some point of doing a, a a pod while we were on the peloton. If we could come up with the right topic that we can completely spitball and I don't need to be looking at any screens, I'd be completely down with that.
1: I'll do it. We could just I set up the camera I got an idea so and plus i I've, <laughs> I've just bought a whole bunch of new equipment, just another we teased a podcast on the last one. uh we talked about john Sadlers j k plus one. We talked about Jacob West. We talked about having Lafitte and Richie to talk about kind of the. Uh, darker side the mental side of and physical side of being a jockey uh the episode after that so two weeks from now three hours video angel cordero
0: oh nice you got him booked locked and loaded are you coming down to the
1: island yeah. I'm going to be there for a couple of days. So I'm going to pop over there to see him. And so I need to talk to you about that anyway. So maybe we'll grab dinner. Yeah.
0: I let me know if bail. you need any help. That's one where I wouldn't mind being a fly on the wall. If you need, uh, if you need any, if you need a PA. I might uh, volunteer to do it. All right, let's get out of here, Jonathan. People have uh, important sports to be betting. We'll thank you one more time. We'll thank our friends at First Racing, especially Aiden Butler and Peter Rotundo for all of their ongoing support. We'll thank all of you, the listeners, for making these shows so much fun to do. The show's been a production of In The Money Media. For our business manager, Drew Cotney, for our chief creative officer, that guy over there, Jonathan Kinchin, I'm Peter Thomas Fornital. May you win all your photos.